We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Feel like Kobe in a fourth quarter. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcasts. Coming at you Friday night after another Timberwolves loss. It was the fifth straight loss for the Wolves, and it wasn't even as close as the final score of 123 to 106 suggested. The Wolves got run off the floor tonight by the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was 20 to 4, like four and a half minutes into the game. Yes. They only lost by 17 points, but the Wolves were down by 33 with six minutes left in this game. If you paid for tickets for the game or even just watched it as a Timberwolves fan, I'm sure the emotion uh, you left with was frustration. Just sort of the ridiculous feeling of watching a team that feels like it's kind of reverted back to a style of play that feels sort of reminiscent of the teams over the past two years that you know, lost more games than any team in the league did. And just even more frustrating because this team has hinted at the idea that they're more than that, right? Like hinted at the idea that this style of that style of play, that losing in that way is a thing of the past. I mean, there's certainly a team that has talked a bigger game this year. They've been a team who told you they are no longer that team from past years. And then they play like this and the actions seem to speak louder than words. I mean, they've got spanked in three straight home games this week. That's Those are the words Carl Anthony Towns used to describe it after the game. He said they haven't just been losing, but that they've been getting spanked. And that's hard to argue with. I, I know some of the frustration many of you have with this team is directed at Cat. Uh, he, he certainly does hold some blame. Uh, he's certainly been one of the players that have been telling you this team is more, right? So to that end, I think frustration is is warranted. But but I can tell you that in person after the game that I think Kat's frustration seemed to mirror yours. You know, tonight was as frustrated as I've ever seen him after a game. And I'm pretty trained at this point in the art of kind of reading the authenticity of Kat's emotions. Uh, I, I do think he is currently as frustrated as he's ever been because... Like you, I, I think he believes that this team is better. But you can be the judge of that. Here's Cat after the game on his frustration level after the Wolves' fifth straight loss. Carl, this has been a season of up and down roller coaster. This seemed to be as frustrated as you've been on the bench. Where are you just at in your head right now? I just got to play better, all of us. 
for me, it's pretty simple as that. I've lost for a long time here. I'm not trying to fucking lose anymore. It's pretty odd. It's pretty simple as that. It tastes good. Life don't life don't feel the same. Disappointed. Just disappointing me. Just tired. I'm up here saying a bunch of stuff at the end of the day because it never translates to the next game and coming up and just saying things that never translate really. It's a very frustrating thing. You said in the past that the, the answer to kind of push it through these things and it, it did work. That is the work. Is the work. Yeah, I was going to say, is it, is it, again, is it, is it getting in the gym or does some of this feel like it's both? Mental, yeah, that's what's going on. Both is mental and physical. You got, um, it's mental and physical. You know, we, we have a game plan, we got to execute it. Um, there has to be discipline. Um, we talk the same thing about, being where we need to be offensively, defensively, we're just not there ever. Um, physically, just gotta get in the gym, just gotta get in the gym, and we gotta believe in the work. You know, five game winning streak, things are going good, get too comfortable, too relaxed, don't go, don't put enough work in, and we just see what happens. You know, last three games, we get in, we get in Spain, we're not losing, we get in Spain. You got those little moral victories we've been talking about for seven years since I've been here where it's like, like we play well, we just don't win. Oh, you know, it's just a better team tonight. We just didn't shots. Like, that's not the case. We just come in here and get beat. Get beat. It's as simple as that. Um, we're just not doing anything. We usually do well. First quarter, we start, we start fast, strong. That's first quarter team. We always come up here talking stats. We... We ain't doing it. They killed us in transition. I believe we're like 29th or 30th in the league probably now after today. 30th. We got to be. We're not getting back in transition. Um, get to the bank. They making shots. I don't know what else. But I, know, I know you got stats. We got the podcast. Like, bring them out. Just say them out. I know. Like... It's frustrating, very frustrating. As I was watching tonight's game, I was, I was I was sitting there thinking this kind of reminded me a lot of two years ago. That that 2019-20 season, the one full Ryan Saunders season. Remember that year, like the Wolves started hot. They won the the Bahamas aren't a joke team, right? They won their first three games. They started the year 10 and 8 through the first 18. Then that Chris Paul Jersey Tuck game happened in Oklahoma City, and the Wolves started getting hurt. And they went on to lose 11 straight games. They lost those 11 straight games, won a couple, and then they lost 13 straight again after that. And to, to me, tonight's game felt like one of those games from one of those double-digit losing streaks. And, you know, I, I can't help but sit there watching those games and, and wonder if this year isn't all that different. You know, I'm not saying it for sure is. I, I do think this team is more talented, but I, I do see similarities. If you think about that 2019-20 season, like the Wolves caught teams completely off guard by changing their system, right? That that was when they went to that five-out offense. You know, with Cat was at the top of the key, shooting nine threes a game, and then was solid as enough on defense. Another defensive tweak that happened, even you know, was underwhelming overall. But it was it was a big it was a big change in how the Wolves were playing that took teams a while to adjust to. You know, that, that same sort of 
big system change thing is happening again this year. You know, a complete system change on defense that leads, you know, that has led this team to being the team that creates the most turnovers in the league, right? And they also have a new way of approaching offense this season that is also kind of like solid is enough, proved to be ultimately overwhelming, but it's it, it's different. But that was kind of what defined 2019-20 as well. And in that nineteen twenty season, like things were looking up, you know, they they started ten and eight, and this season's kind of similar. Like the Wolves started this season eleven and ten, before this recent five game losing streak. I, I looked it up that that team that started ten and eight through those first eighteen games was eighteenth on offense and twelfth on defense, and it's it's crazy if you look at where the Wolves are right now. This twenty twenty one twenty two team now twenty six games into their season. They rank 12th on defense, the same as that year, and 24th on offense. Doug Fry tweeted me during the game and said, I need to be convinced on the pod that this year is any different than the year they started 10 and 8. And yeah, I mean, (laughs) after this week, Doug, you know, so do I. So I asked Kat about the difference between this team and that team after tonight's game. Carl, two years ago, you guys started 10 and 8. This year, you started 11 and 10. And obviously things went down that year. Why can this be different this year? Because we we're a good team. We were a good team then, but just a lot of moving things, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of a lot of different buzz. This is different. This is this team, you know. It's it's just a different energy. No disrespect to that team we had. That the team was great, but it's just a whole different energy, a whole different vibe. Um this team could turn around for sure, but we keep playing like this. And I ain't gonna say we, we ain't gonna make the playoffs. I'm not gonna stand not having a chance at least. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna go. I'm not going to no vacation and stuff early. I'm not doing that. Like we keep playing like this, then we instead of us talking about being jokey and having fun in the locker room, talking about we could be top six in the West. We could get ourselves out to, out of the play-in and we could do all this and that. We're going to be right there. We're going to be right there at the play-in. We're going to be hopefully hopefully getting lucky. And uh, I ain't in a fun position to be in the play-in. So, better pick it up, Marsh. Or we're going to be... Uh, we're going to be in a lot more than your, just your podcast. <laughs> For wrong reasons. A lot of podcast shout-outs from Kat. Uh, I, I do agree with Kat that this team is better, uh, or that it should be. Going back and looking at that Oklahoma City game, where I feel like that whole season, just to kind of you know pick a game, go back and look at that game, the Chris Paul game, the, the five players the Timberwolves started that night were Jeff Teague, Jarrett Culver, Josh Akogi, Robert Covington, and Carl Anthony Towns. Like, this team right now is better than that. But this team is also not playing better than that group. And I think that's what's most frustrating, right? This team is not picking the low-hanging fruit we've been talking about. They rank third to last in half-court offense. They rank fifth to last in corner three-point percentage. They rank second to last in defensive rebounding. And they rank second to last in the frequency in which they allow teams to get out in transition. That's low-hanging fruit. That's unacceptable. I mean, the teams worse than them in half-court offense this season, Detroit and New Orleans. Terrible. 
The one team that's worse than them in defensive rebounding, Sacramento. Terrible rebounding team. The one team that is worse than them in transition, Houston. Those are all terrible teams. And that's really the frustration. Like the low-hanging fruit for the Wolves to pick, given their talent, is really low. And it should be more attainable for them than it is for those Detroit, New Orleans, Sacramento, and Houston teams. They just have a better team than those teams. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll get to some specifics from tonight's game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. All right, we are back talking about the Timberwolves 17-point loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday night. We've been talking recently, uh, me on these kind of post-game pods, and then also with Britt, we've been talking about how teams have sort of two different tactics they can deploy against the Wolves' defense, right? There's that spread pick-and-roll tactic where they drag Cat out to the perimeter when he blitzes the pick-and-roll and then kind of get it to the middle, kick it out to three through ball movement, right? That's what Atlanta did on Monday where they set a franchise record of 25 main threes. That's what Utah did on Wednesday when they tied that franchise record of threes allowed, also making 25. But then the other tactic, right, we've talked about is just trying to kind of pummel the wolves inside with pick and rolls that lead to lob threats. You know, that's what that's what Washington did a week ago when Washington set a franchise, franchise record for dunks, the Montrezl Herald game. Yeah, I think for those of you listening to the show over the past week, like you've heard me contending that I believe the Washington tactic is the better tactic, given how small the Wolves roster is and how much they do struggle in that pick and roll coverage. I thought I thought Britt put it really well when he said that that pummeling tactic on the interior that you can deploy is is the way that you can really demoralize the Wolves. It's the rip their heart out tactic. And that's what Cleveland did tonight. They ripped out the Wolves' heart with pick and rolls that led to lobs to Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Laurie Markin, and all three players who are all much taller than any Wolves player. I mean, like I said at the, at the top, like the Cavs took a 20-4 to lead in this game. When Chris Finch called a timeout at that point in the game, the Cavs were shooting nine of, had made their first 
nine of 10 shots with seven of those nine makes coming in the paint. The Wolves coverage, you know, it just looked broken after every dunk by the Cavs. You know, Cat was looking around, looking at the bench as if a teammate wasn't where they needed to be. It was coverage breakdowns. So I asked Chris Finch after the game where that coverage broke down tonight. Chris Carl looked uh, frustrated in coverage tonight early on. What do you think the breakdowns and coverage there were a product of some confusion about what what their jobs were in particular early on in some of those pick and roll lob situations? Yeah, we weren't in the coverage that we were supposed to be in. You know, we we, we weren't up impacting the ball. Uh, you know, and then the, the ball when the ball turns the corner, like now everything's open, lobs open, rims open, kickouts open. So yeah, there definitely was some just what we you know again we we talked about it. Um, you know. Our ball controlled defense, our ball contained defense, whether it be in pick and roll or ISOs or anything, is not very good right now. Um, everybody's, you know, just driving it, and we got to find a way to sit down and guard them and be in our gaps and have our help there. And we're just not doing that. This Wolves defense is fading. I mean, a, a week ago, before that game against Brooklyn last Friday, they ranked fourth in the league in defensive rating. They now rank 12th. That's because over this Last five-game losing streak, their defensive rating is 118.6. That is very bad. That ranks 26th in the league in the month of December. It's getting, you know, dangerously close to the time where the Wolves need to kind of prove that their defense hasn't been figured out, that it hasn't been kind of figured out in the way that the 2019-20 team kind of got figured out. Teams adjusted to that team. This past month has shown multiple different ways to exploit this Wolves team. If you're a team with a strong point guard and shooters, like spread them out. If you got size, pound them with a pick and roll. The Wolves need to prove on this road trip coming up in Portland and Denver that they can take at least one of those things away. I'm going to use the Forgotten Star segment tonight um, to just to talk about the point guard position in general, uh, just what it's kind of been in D'Angelo Russell's absence. With D'Lo out, you know, the Wolves have been forced to find like almost 20 minutes a night of backup point guard play when, you know, Patrick Beverly is resting. And Jordan McLaughlin has turned into like not even being an option. He wasn't, he wasn't in the rotation at all tonight, even when they, you know, desperately kind of needed point guard play. And then Leandro Balmaro just very clearly does not have a point guard skill set at this point in his career. Both McLaughlin and Balmaro's minutes have been a disaster this month. And I think we're at a point with or without D'Lo that you just, I don't know how you can play those guys, which I understand might be a death knell for McLaughlin. And I understand, you know, after kind of taking Belmaro out of the box, you know, you're putting them back on ice, which I think is fine. But the, the reason the Wolves offense has worked this year or when it's working, it is so obviously predicated on offensive creation from the lead ball handler. So if you've got no D'Lo, and if you got to rest Beverly, like you have to have somebody out there, somebody else out there who can create. Bomaro can't do that right now. So I, I think the natural thought here, right, would be a lean further into some point Ant. But I mean, you've been watching Ant this year, like that. For being honest, like a lot of Ant's possessions when he's out there kind of in like a pure point guard role, those have been pretty underwhelming. He's 
He's got a lot of his really bad turnovers this year in that spot, just trying to kind of orchestrate the offense. So if it can't be Ant, like we've already kind of X'd out McLaughlin and Bomaro. Like, I think we got to look at, I think we got to talk about Jalen Noel. Jalen Noel is going to be tonight's Forgotten Star of the Game, brought to you by Forgotten Star Brewery. Chris Finch after the game said, I can't think other than Jalen Noel of who really played well for us. I think we all know we've been following Jalen Noel for three years. Like, he's not a perfect player. We've wanted him to show some more, like, pure spot-up guy chops that he just hasn't delivered thus far in his career. There's kind of the idea that he could be a discount Malik Beasley. But, you know, I, I think at this point we know that's uh, that's that's not his game. But one thing I think we, we do feel confident in is we know Jalen Noel can create space with the ball in his hand. He's not a pure point guard, but... I do wonder if he couldn't be more of a middle ground between going, you know, as they go away, maybe from Balmoral and McLaughlin, but a middle ground between that and, you know, going full point ant. I mean, hopefully this is all irrelevant and D'Angelo Russell can play on Sunday in Portland, but I just want to say that I think Noel belongs in the pecking order above McLaughlin and certainly over Balmoral at this point. Finch also did say after the game that, you know, we should see some more creativity with the rotations going forward because obviously what we've we've seen lately just has not been working and to me i think noel is one pivot that does make some sense so for that reason Jalen noel is tonight's forgotten star of the game a reminder that myself and Britt robson will be at forgotten star brewery on december 21st well 21st uh, we'll be doing a little meet and greet and a watch party for the Wolves game that night against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, hopefully the Wolves will no longer be on a losing streak at that point, and we'll have a fun Wolves game to watch against Luka and the Mavs. So just mark it down on your calendars. Forgotten Star Brewery, Tuesday, December 21st. We'll see you there. Ten on a few other things from tonight's game. Let's uh, go through my pathetic attempt at prize picks tonight. I went 0 for 4. Really misread this game. Uh, I went in the game really loving Cat's opportunity in this game against this team. I thought he had a chance in this game to be, you know, not a chance. I think he was going to be guarded by a traditional big, and he was for the first time in a while, you know, guarded by Jared Allen. And to that end, I thought Cat really had a chance to space out the Cavs' offense or the Cavs' defense. So I took the over on 24.5 points for Cat and the over on two made threes. Cat finished the night with 21 points, but was 0 for 7 from 3. So I guess he was two made threes away from hitting that over. Um, Cat has made two or more threes in 19 of the 24 games he's played in this season before tonight. Tonight was only the second game of the year that Cat went without making a three. And unsurprisingly, uh, the other game he didn't make a three was that that blow that 27-point blowout loss to the Clippers in what was that early December. Um, I also missed the over on eight and a half points for Patrick Beverly. He finished with seven. I think, you know, after a big game on Wednesday for Beverly and with D'Lo out again, I did think Beverly would create on offense enough to get into double digits again tonight. But even Beverly was not his normal sort of fiery self tonight. And then the fourth pick I missed, I really missed, was taking the under on 16 and a half points for Jarrett Allen. That was dumb. Uh, Allen finished with 21 points, felt like more than that. He was 9 of 11 from the field, pretty much all dunks. Uh, I think I was kind of wish casting 
the way the Wolves would slow down this Cavs team on offense, like I think I think the obvious path to stopping the Cavs that they didn't do was was swarming the paint, taking away that lob threat. And I didn't know if the Wolves would be able to do that, but I thought that would be a priority. But Ed, for those of you who watched the game, like Darius Garland just blitzed the Wolves. Uh, the Wolves' point of attack defense has been terrible lately. Garland got wherever he wanted to, and that led to easy lobs to Allen. All night, Allen killed him. So that 0 for 4 tonight brings me down to 48, 47, and 4 on the year on these picks. I was creating some space above 500, but yeah, much like the Wolves, I, I pretty much gave all of it back this week. Uh, if you're listening to these segments and thinking, yeah, those were stupid picks, Dane. Well, one, you're right. But two, you can also try prize picks and, you know, not make my picks and make the right picks and make some money. Uh, prize picks is a daily fantasy game. Obviously, they are a partner of the show this season. It is daily fantasy, so it's legal for you to play in Minnesota, just like DraftKings or whatever. Uh, try it out if you haven't already. It's easy to download, deposit some funds. They will also give you a $100 sign-up bonus if you create an account using the promo code DANE when you sign up. Um, that's using the promo code. I think is an obvious move. If you are going to play, get yourself that 100 So track your picks against me on prize picks. All right, that is about all I have for you tonight. Uh, wish me luck. I have a Saturday morning flight to Portland for the Wolves game in Portland. And... Uh, as I look out my window, there is about a foot of snow on the ground. So if I do make it to Portland, I will have a pod for you from there on Sunday night after the game with Kyle Tige from Canis Hoopus. Enjoy your Saturday in the meantime, and I will hopefully talk to you on Sunday night. Till then, I'm Dane. Peace out. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stop, yeah. Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah. Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah. Hope you dancing like nobody else around, yeah. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.